All right, this is uh, WRFNLP Pasquo. You're in Radio Free. You're listening to Radio Free Nashville, hanging out in Ghost Town with me, Creepy Steve. And we've been uh, tackling the uh, Pacific Northwest region when it comes to mid 60s garage rock. Um, you had some real uh, trailblazers there for the sound and the scene, such as the Kingsmen, the Sonics, and uh, also. Um, um, gosh, I'm just blanking right now. <laughs> Paul Revere and the Raiders. There we go. There we go. I've got a new record I purchased off of Discogs. I'm pretty excited about it. I didn't know if it was going to arrive on time. And uh, actually, three of them arrived on time. Um, so I will. Uh, it's going to be an all-vinyl day. I'm pretty excited about it. This one is called The Highs in the Mid-60s, Volume 14, The Northwest. And uh, it does have... Um, it looks like one band that I played the last couple of Sundays, and that would be the Ray Marks. Otherwise, this is all new to me, so we're going to explore it together. Uh, starting off with the first track, Lord Dent and His Invaders. It's Wolf Call here in Ghost Town. Thank you. 
started by telling lies to hide what was inside. So she was mad. She was the only girl I ever had, and she was good. Well, she said I tried to hurt her, but I know that could never be. Because I know in my soul she would never give that chance to me. Bad. She was the only girl I ever had And she was good She was good. That's the Talisman, and uh, let's see. It's kind of cool. This is a this is a compilation record. I'm playing these off of uh, Highs in the Mid '60s, Volume 14, The Northwest, and uh, this is uh, the Highs in the Mid '60s was a group of 23 compilation albums of garage and psychedelic rock recordings, uh, and the series was released by AIP Records in the mid 1980s. Um, and I'm playing you Volume 14, The Northwest. Pretty excited about that. Um, the Talisman, let's see, it's cool. It has a little bit on each of the bands featured on this one. And uh, these guys were from Wenatchee, Washington, and uh, they made 245s for the Julian label. Uh, it says they had a nice crude sound on all they did, but the best by far is She Was Good, a punk ballad with the inevitable Louis beat. And then also before them, the Statics, Tell Me the Truth. It says in 1962, Tiny Tony had a regional hit with Hey, Mrs. Jones and backed by a band called The Statics. Later, The Statics made three singles on their own, showing themselves masters of the raw Northwest sound on Tell Me the Truth, which is what you heard. And before that, J. Michael and the Bushmen, I Need Love. And let's see what it says about them. We don't know anything about this group, except that they probably hailed from Oregon and had only one release. That's pretty cool. Um, And then the... uh, the Paymarks with Louise, actually, they're called the Ray Marks. This was a misprint by the uh, the Jordan record label. Uh, but the Ray Marks um, um, were a pretty typical band of the period, it says, relying on hoary old R&B sounds and raw organ guitar raunch. Records included a strong remake of Dr. Feelgood, an outstanding version of Cannonball Adderley's work song, uh, rearranged to sound like Louie Louie, and their best... The Louis-based Louise, very hard-hitting, which you heard today. Also in there, the Volk Brothers, Wash, Don't Soak. And these guys are well-known um, to collect rockabilly and rare... Um, well, they're a, ro- a well-known collection of rockabilly and rare instrumentals. 
It says each of them separately made outstanding early rock 45s backed by the matched aces, which can be heard on compilations by labels like Bison Bop and White Label. Uh, working together, they cut at least one stunning instrumental single from which we've included the A-side, Wash Don't Soak. And uh, it's clearly a, um, a takeoff, at least on the name of the venture's Walk Don't Run, while the flip was a hilariously novelty, hilarious novelty called Ducks Flying Backward, using duck call sounds. Uh, it's unknown whether Phil Volk, who joined Paul Revere and the Raiders in 1965, was part of this family. And you also had the night people in there with Istanbul, if I could pronounce that properly, Istanbul. And um, you might recognize that melody more contemporarily by the by They Might Be Giants. Um, but these guys, the night people, um, it's little known about them, but they're a Seattle group. Uh, and they cut this uh, cover version of Instant... Insta- <laughs> I can't do it. Instagram has messed me up. I can't pronounce Istanbul anymore. Uh, this was a regional hit by Wisconsin band The Renegade. So the band, uh, the night people, covered it. Uh, it was actually the flip side of a crummy cha-cha instrumental called Zazarak, but that was typical of the times. And kicking off the show, Lord Dent and his invaders with Wolf Call. That was a fantastic tune. Um, Clayton Watson and the Silhouettes made one of the Northwest's earliest rockabilly 45s. Everybody's bopping backed with Tall Skinny Annie. This was in 1958. And this stayed on the scene for many years, doubling as, uh, or they stayed on the scene for many years, doubling as a backing band for many of the national rock stars who toured the region, including Jerry Lee Lewis. And although Watson is not known to have made any subsequent records under his own name, uh, but around uh, 1959 or 1960, he cut a 45 under a not very transparent alias, Lord Dent. And both wi- both sides were said to be wild instrumentals and, uh, Watson was later in a band called The Trends, who still play occasionally. Hang out with me for a second. I'm going to flip the side here. We're going to get into side B of volume 14 of Highs in the Mid-60s, the Northwest. I'm pretty excited about this. Um, just, I'm, I'm, I've taken a turn with Ghost Town to feature garage rock of the mid-60s because I want to focus and show you and myself who influenced the late Detroit rock scene, you know, the MC5, Iggy and the Stooges that all kind of fed into punk rock and uh, I didn't mention the Velvet Underground but they fall in there too so I'm going to cycle back to the beginnings of punk rock but this is this is kind of it if you ask me it's all it's all arguable but I'm going to hang with this all right side two coming at you highs in the mid 60s volume 14 the northwest who do we got on deck here ah Sir Raleigh and the coupons coming at you Catch me the fastest train Make me a brand new star That's okay Tomorrow's gonna be another day I don't care what you say Tomorrow's gonna be Tomorrow's gonna be Tomorrow's gonna be another day See there's a lot of fish Swimming in the deep blue sea I'm gonna get me a pretty one She's gonna step on me But that's okay
Just remember that wish was just one wish and a word. Sorry, Charlie, ain't got no room. Charlie, I'm the one desire to quit work and retire. To fill a shiny can of the fuzzy picture man they built that. Sorry, Charlie, ain't got no room. This guy's a tuna, no ordinary guy. He knew it's coming off. Charlie the Tuna, you think you've got troubles? Better feel better sooner. But most of all, remember that call. Sorry, Charlie, only great eye. Determined to make that grade. Many appliances were hatched and laid. But as a matter of fact, he was always thrown back. They built that. Sorry, Charlie, only great eye. You white new fish? You're bound 
That's two from the Rooks right there. Give me a break and bound to lose. Let's see. The vinyl says about these guys. This is, by the way, this is highs in the mid-60s, volume 14, the Northwest. We just finished side two and completed the whole record. Uh, the Rooks, Rich Dangle, ace guitarist of the Whalers, was involved with this band. The Whalers were out of Tacoma, Washington, by the way. Uh, who released two local singles in 1965. The first sounded like the four preps gone uh, Mercy, but the second on the L.A.-based Mustang label was a two-sided Mercy rocker that was one of the best things on the label. Both sides are presented here. So that's the Rooks, and before that, <clears throat> the Scotsman, two from them as well. It uh, says, it's too bad we can't tell you more about this band who waxed the amazing Sorry Charlie with its absurdly fake British accent and its attempt to do to a tuna commercial what the Kingsman had done with vegetables. Uh, equally bosses the B-side of their one and only release, Tough Enough. The record came out in October 1965 and was followed by a tour with the Mad Plaids in which both bands vied to outdo each other with the stage uniforms consisting of Tartan kilts and plaid Revolutionary War hats. <clears throat> Excuse me. Throne issues. That's the Scotsman for you. In there before them, Tom Thumb and the Casuals with uh, I Should Know. Uh, from 1963 through 66, these guys were staples on the Puget Sound scene. Um, Tom Thumb Blessing played sax, guitar, and sang lead. And other members included uh, Jim Valley's brother Steve. An early single for uh, Bolo introduced their rough, bluesy R&B sound and led to a deal with Panorama Records, who released I Should Know in October 1965. And uh, second uh, disc, a few months later, not as great, but uh, shortly thereafter, tragedy struck when Blessing and another member were killed in a car wreck. And the, bar the band carried on briefly as the American Dream and then gave it up forever. Kind of a sad end uh, to Tom Thumb and the Casuals. Um, but hey, they put out some great stuff and, uh, in there also Jack Bedient and the Chessmen. I did play them last week, not this song, but, uh, we had a couple from them last Sunday. This one was Rapunzel, let down your hair. And, uh, it says we met this gang on the first volume in this series. That's highs in the mid sixties. Um, favorites on the, uh, Vegas lounge circuit. These guys are from the, the Northwest, but migrated to, uh, to Nevada, where they uh, were, were favorites around uh, Reno and um, also Lake Tahoe. Um, they recorded several of their songs in uh, L.A., and um, from which uh, selected titles are really outstanding, and uh, the rest, not so much, is what this says. Uh, Rapunzel comes from their best LP on the Satori label, which has three other good songs and unusually high achievement for these guys. So the record considers Jack Beatty and the Chessmen inconsistent, but they had some hits here and there. So anyways, uh, Sir Raleigh and the Coupons kicked off side two. Tomorrow's going to be another day, and uh, also known as Sir Walter Raleigh. This guy made a string of singles in 65 and 66 for labels, including Tower and A&M, as well as local labels in the Northwest. And it was for uh, one of those Northwest labels that he cut his best track, a version of Tomorrow's Gonna Be Another Day, which you heard earlier that uh, predated the monkeys by a year or more. And judging from the title of the flip, a hot instrumental called Whitcomb Street, the coupons may have done some work with Ian Whitcomb, but then again, it may merely have been a tribute. I love it. It's just, uh, there's not a lot of information on these old bands, and uh, it's kind of, some of it's speculation. And they went ahead and speculated on the print on this fine record. 
All right, that does it for volume 14 of Highs in the Mid-60s, the Northwest. I've got another compilation coming to you. This one's called The History of Northwest Rock, and this is volume 3 coming at you after this break. So uh, make sure you stay tuned. You're uh, listening to Radio Free Nashville. Hang with me, Creepy Steve in Ghost Town. It froze up on me. What do you know? Let's try this again. No? All right. I was going to play you a promo. That's cool. I'll just talk through this. All right, so highs in the mid-60s, volume 14, wrapping that up. And I'm going to play you this next compilation called The History of Northwest Rock. And uh, just I'm going to continue through a journey of garage rock through the mid-60s. Uh, but I wanted to start with the Pacific Northwest because that's where the Kingsmen are from. They released Louie Louie in 62, and it just caused a huge boom and a scene to follow. All right, I think I got this ready to go. Side one, who's coming at you here? Who is it? Who is it? 100 or two, the Springfield Rifle. All right, cool enough. Again, I don't have a lot of familiarity with these, uh, these tracks. We're going to do this journey together. You're in Ghost Town.
WRFN LP Pasquo. You're in Ghost Town. Get your feet back down, you're on the ground. 
My generation, that's the Bards. You're listening to The History of Northwest Rock, Volume 3. This is the 12-inch vinyl compilation here. And uh, that was, uh, yeah, the Bards right there. And the vinyl says about the Bards, my generation. Moses Lake, Moses Lake, was home for this fivesome and uh, making the Bards one of the few Eastern Washington bands to successfully break into the Northwest teen dance circuit. Uh, In the tradition of the name The Bards, made their mark presenting classic nursery rhymes and poems in the context of rock music. A first attempt debuted on Piccadilly and later moved to Capitol Records. A success of the outing prompted an early 67 release featuring 
Lewis Carroll's The Jabberwocky presented herein is the flip of that single, a raucous cover of My Generation by then relatively new English group The Who. And while moderately successful, The Jabberwocky and My Generation served primarily as stepping stones to the Bard's flower hit Never Too Much Love. And also in there, you heard the Sonics out of Tacoma with High Time. And uh, it says, after jumping to the forefront of the Northwest teen dance circuit with their 1965 hits The Witch and Psycho, Tacoma's Sonics continued efforts to recapture the success of their initial recorded outings. Uh, along, with, along the way, the act moved from Etiquette Records to Jordan for several singles and an album. Their new record... Uh, their new record home did garner brief Eastern U.S. exposure for the group, but in the hindsight, served primarily as a vehicle for the Sonics, creating renewed interest in today's market. Uh, it says, geared from their final album introducing the Sonics, High, Time Re high Times represents the high-energy English influences coloring the band's compositions during latter stages of original membership. Yeah. I like that band a lot. They were... Uh, they were punk rock before anybody knew what that was. Um, and then in there also you heard uh, Jack Horner and the Plums, Who Do You Love? <clears throat> and uh, it says the latter 60s saw the Northwest music scene move from teen dances to rock festivals. A transitional step in the process was the teen fair. Appearing at mid-decade, the summer events combined music and commercial pitches and week-long extravaganzas in the region's major cities. An integral part of the teen fair format was an amateur band competition promising local stardom and a recording opportunity for the winner. Uh, set honors for the 1966 Seattle event went to Jack Horner and the Plums, but fame was fleeting. Said finding they fit neither the teen dance nor the fledgling rock, uh, folk rock, psychedelia mold, or, or psychedelia mold, forgive me. The band quickly faded into obscurity, leaving behind only the fruits of their <laughs> coveted recording opportunity. A raw rendition of Muddy Waters' Who Do You Love that was issued only as an album cut. Wow, there's a lot of words here. I'm going to go ahead and con condense it because um, I've got three more tracks to talk about. The Breakers, um, for much of the 1960s, the musical giant of the Northwest was Tacoma's The Wailers. So The Breakers was another name for The Wailers. Uh, this is a bastion of R&B during the early years. Mid-decade influences from the Beach Boys and English acts prompted the band to experiment with soft, multi-vocal harmonies in light of the group's heavier image. And uh, they were right in there with the Sonics. Just preceding them slightly helped them bump and get into the scene. Speaking of bumps, the bumps in there, Please Come Down, one of my favorite tracks. Uh, opening shop is a young carbon copy of Tacoma's Whalers. Seattle's bumps quickly established themselves as a strong opening act on the Northwest teen dance circuit. Originally a strict R&B group by early 67 personnel changes and new beginnings were taking the bumps into the realm of emerging psychedelia as uh, evidenced the Piccadilly release, Please Come Down. And you also heard the London Taxi with Feeling Down. They're out of Spokane, and I'm getting tired here, people. Starting off that uh, side one of the Northwest, or the history of Northwest Rock, Volume 3, you heard 100 or 2, a track by the Springfield Rifle. And uh, these guys uh, were out of Seattle, and uh, they had a more soft uh, folk rock identity about them. But uh, they fit right into that scene as well. All right, that's enough yip-yap. But this is a pretty cool uh, compilation, uh, The History of Northwest Rock, Volume 3. And I've got Volume 2 here as well. Um, maybe we'll have some time to play that. I'm going to get into Side 2 here in a second. 
see if this message will play, and then uh, we'll get into side two of the History of Northwest Rock, volume three in Ghost Town. You can't buy a best friend. You can love them, walk them, pet them, and care for them, whether they want you to or not. You can take a picture or 50. You can fly to the moon, travel the world, or just stay in bed. You can't buy a best friend like that, but you can adopt one. There are millions of pets waiting for a best friend just like you. Help us save them all at bestfriends.org. Five there. Move over and let me fly. The record says here, we're listening, by the way, to the history of Northwest Rock, Volume 3, about the Live Five. It says, in 1965, the English invasion hit the Northwest like a musical tidal wave. And in Oregon, one of the first bands to emerge with a strong English sound was Salem's Live Five. A favorite on local high school and college campuses, the act ultimately issued nine selections via five singles within the Jordan record family. A spring 67 Piccadilly issue, Move Over and Let Me Fly, represents the Live Fives combination of danceable Northwest rawness and contemporary English sounds. There you go. This next track here, Beneath a Tree, uh, this is uh, by The Magic Fern, a band called The Magic Fern. By early 1967, light shows and tasteful original music were beginning to gain a Northwest foothold as an alternative to the teen dance circuit. And the new movement found a particularly fertile environment on metropolitan college campuses. In Seattle, one of the uh, early acts to emerge was the Magic Fern. 
The act's popularity, especially around the University of Washington, prompted Piccadilly and Jordan singles, plus taping of the um, single or Beneath the Tree with its lyrical message of Enjoy Life. Yeah, what did I, whatever that means, I, I stumbled over that one. <laughs> the selection saw release only as an album cut. Here it is now, Beneath the Tree by the Magic Fern. You're in Ghost Town. Beneath this tree, my baby's head upon my knee. If I don't have much to do today, then I don't need much excuse to play. And the grass grows soft and the sun shines warm. My gal and I just lay here, believe I'll spend the day here. Yeah. Sunflower seed. I brought along my guitar just so I could play my gal some songs that I know. Ain't no need to say much to pass this day. But gal and I just lay here. Believe I'll spend the day here. Yeah. It's a weekday. How come I'm not out working? A job could ruin any day. So I'm not even, I'm not even searching. the magic fern there with beneath a tree and i've got another track for you here we're listening to the history of northwest rock volume three the lp compilation uh this uh, next act based out of san francisco in the mid-1960s um but was home to originally home was seattle to ph factor and uh PH Factor was originally called PH Factor Jug Band and was into the vanguard of Astatests and Beans. And uh, they rubbed shoulders with names like The Family Dog, The Charlatans, Merry Pranksters, and Grateful Dead before retiring to Portland in the fading light of a dream. That's how it says here. 
So as far as pH factor was concerned, Ashbury had lost its magic. Initially recorded by a 1920s blues artist, Minglewood Blues embodies the good time jug band side of pH factor. Here it is in Ghost Town. Here it is in Ghost Town. <laughs> Y'all are good sports. Minglewood Blues by PH. Oh, oh, excuse me. There you have it, I think. <laughs> Minglewood Blues by PH Factor. Uh, let's see, by mid 1966, a fledgling Seattle band with uh, the name derived from an Aldous Huxley novel and roots in both R&B. And also, Raining English Sounds recording recorded three demos and quickly dissolved. <laughs> that's, that's a very quick journey right there. Um, went all in one sentence, highs and lows. The tape was uh, previewed by Jordan Records 
And six months later, the Brave New World found not only two of their songs on nationally known epic records, but themselves drawn into Northwest psychedelia, stunned by the surprising turn of events divided on musical direction and unable to capitalize on newfound success. The act disintegrated within a matter of months. Whoever wrote this is, was on drugs. And also so am I, so it doesn't help. Just kidding. I see... Oh yeah, the song I see, the third selection from this ill-fated group's sole venture into the recording realm, displays the English side of the brave new world. Here it is, right now, in Ghost Town. does it for I See by Brave New World there. Got one more track for you here on the History of Northwest Rock Volume 3 and it's uh, called C.C. Rider. You may be familiar. This one's by the Kingsmen. Uh, the saga of Portland's Kingsmen is well known as a Jordan release of Louie Louie jumps to Juan Records and catapults the group to national and international stardom. On the heels of Louie Louie, the Kingsmen continued to crank out recordings, mostly designed to uh, duplicate the raunch sound of their original hit and live performance. Uh, the group evolved to a more polished level, it says here. Every now and then, that polish would show up on vinyl, as it did with this competent covering 
of CC Rider. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get in, into it right now, and then uh, I've got one more compilation. I think I'm gonna be able to play one more, one whole side off of. Continuing on with Pacific Northwest 1960s garage rock, and uh, here they are now, the Kingsmen in Ghost Town. surprised to learn who has Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. Nearly 1 in 200 Americans are suffering with a debilitating pain and constant disruption of these inflammatory bowel diseases, or IBD. 
chances are you know someone with IBD. For example, your neighbor or coworker. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation was created to help patients cope and to find a cure. People with IBD can't wait. Won't you help someone you know? Visit www.escapethestall.com today. All right, we're listening to sounds of the Pacific Northwest from the mid-1960s. Rock and roll, the garage scene. And um, this is a big uh, this is a big deal. This region uh, was the home of the Kingsmen, and that single Louie Louie really, really sparked something there. Um, I'm going to play the first side as much as possible of uh, another compilation here. We just heard the history of Northwest Rock Volume 3. Well, I have Volume 2 here as well on the 12-inch. And uh, these bands all on the first side you've heard if you've been listening today and uh, last Sunday. If not, it's all good. I'll bring you up to speed. Going to kick it off with one of the biggest bands out of the region, Paul Revere and the Raiders, their single Kicks in Ghost Town.
I could be so good to you. The 1967 hit from Don and the Good Times. And uh, these tracks you just heard, all three were on, or off of Columbia Records. You also heard Paul Revere and the Raiders cover of Night Train coming at you from 1963. And also Kicks from the band from 1964. Going to continue up to the top of the hour. Be sure and stay tuned for RFN, RFN Weekend with Matt, the PM. I also want to let you know uh, next weekend in Nashville, it's the 38th annual Oktoberfest. And uh, yes, it's October 5th through 8th, Thursday through Sunday. And uh, the hours are Thursday, 5 to 10 p.m., Friday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then Sunday, from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., I'll be there on the Friday night doing the 6 to 10 shift. We'll be slinging beer, people, and wine, apparently. Come on out. The uh, We get, I think, I can't remember what it is as far as percentage, but uh, the event will donate certain a certain percentage of our earnings to the station, so it supports us. And it's a pretty cool annual event in Nashville. Lots of uh, great cultural happenings there. I guess this year they also, for the first time, have a 65-foot Ferris wheel. So uh, <laughs> that alone is worthwhile. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? All right, coming at you now, the Sonics from their Jordan years. This is from 1968. Anyway, the wind blows. I'm Creepy Steve. You're listening to Radio Free Nashville, hanging in ghost town. Thank you. 
Free Nashville, you're in Ghost Town. Well, the owl and a pussycat went to the sea in a beautiful pea green boat. They took some honey and plenty of money and they wrapped it up in a five pound nut.
There you have it. Beautiful Pussycat. <laughs> the Owl and the Pussycat. I love that one. That's uh, some great organ work. The Bards there coming at you from 1966. That was a Jurgen release there. They have some really great songs, The Bards. I, I encourage uh, more in-depth exploration of that band if you have the time. And also in there you heard Blue Turns to Gray, Dawn of the Good Times from 66, also Jordan Records. These were all Jordan, these last four. Um, you heard the Springfield Rifles, Will You Love Me Tomorrow from 67, and Any Way the Wind Blows, a later Sonics track when they migrated from Etiquette Records over to Jordan. They got a little bit more psychedelic, a little little more poppy polished, if you ask me. I like the older stuff, but I mean, that's, that's a good one there. Um, any Way the Wind Blows, definitely a different sound from the Sonics coming at you from 1968. All right, I have about five and a half more minutes to bring you some tunes until... Matt, the proud man, takes over with RFN Weekend. It's the Sonics again from 67 Jordan Records. You're in Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve. Looking strange, you can't say 
Oh.